Hey there. Welcome to Last Word Soccer Club Radio with me, Matt Pollard. Thanks so much for joining me. It'll be a very brief and solo pod from me today. Listeners, for those wondering why I started the podcast the way I did rather than What's Up Internet, that's because that's how Grant Wall would always start his podcast, um, both when he was at SI and then more recently since the pandemic as an independent podcaster and writer. Grant Wall was an American soccer journalist. He was a good human being. He died on Friday night in Qatar whilst covering the World Cup at the Netherlands-Argentina game. According to reports that um, from his brother, Eric, uh, who was posted on Instagram and on Twitter uh, via connections with his wife, who was there with him. Grant collapsed during extra time of the Netherlands-Argentina game, was taken to the hospital, and then pronounced dead there. He was 48 years old. He is survived by his wife, Celine, and his brother, Eric. He was an American soccer journalist. He was a pioneer and a institution in American soccer journalism, and he was a good human being. I never got to meet him personally, unfortunately. That is something that I now regret, that my interactions to him were probably minute, insignificant, and maybe non-conversational um, comments on things that he posted on Twitter. Uh, but there are a few people here at Last Word on Sports who have had the honor of interacting with him one or multiple times. He was kind to them, he would then follow them on social media or interact with them on social media after having a rapport with them, and he would stay in touch with them. Uh, this is not uncommon. If you've been on Twitter and you search Grant Wall, there are dozens, possibly even hundreds now, of comments of people in the industry, of fans, of other people around soccer in this country, around football in this country, who have so many stories of randomly bumping into him one time, him being extremely gracious, extreme, extremely kind, and not feeling that he is better or holier than thou or above trying to interact with them. That's what he did. That is who he was as a human being on top of all of his other professional accolades that are om that are rarely equaled in coverage generally in the United States and then specifically, obviously, in soccer. Um, I do not know. Um, we do not know at this time um, the actual cause of death. Uh, Grant had been very open both in his writing and in his podcasting on a daily basis uh, in Qatar that he had been a little bit under the weather. He had been to the um, hospital multiple times, um, not for anything like serious where he was in a hospital bed and out for multiple days or anything, but he did say on what was ultimately his final podcast, uh, Football with Grant Wall, um, his final episode, which would have been released Thursday, uh, United States time, that he was that he was going through um, a stage of bronchitis and he had been feeling better from as someone who was a regular listener to him. I noticed a difference in um, his voice and his tone um, that could have been an effect of that from a respiratory standpoint. Um, his brother and others have um, accused foul play. And that um, that um, his brother said on Instagram that his brother was healthy. He don't believe he doesn't believe that his brother was. Uh, his brother died of natural causes. Um, uh, his brother is his the body is in safe hands, and I hope and believe an autopsy and an investigation, whatever terminology there is, will be performed on that to discover the cause of death and any other information that could be relevant there. Um, 
We're in the truth-telling and the truth-seeking business here at Last Word on Sports. I am not in a position to accuse or say definitively how Grant died. Um, I do think there is space for acknowledging that an investigation should be had and if foul play was involved, that um, that should be pursued by international United States officials to the full extent of the law. And if someone is found to have been involved in foul play, then those individuals and institutions should be held up to the full extent of the law and be brought to justice. Grant was outspoken in his coverage um, of uh, migrant farm workers, uh, excuse me, um, uh, migrant workers in um, in Qatar who helped set up for the World Cup and what their living conditions were like and how it was fair and ways in which it was unfair. The only thing that he felt was really problematic about what he did as a journalist was keeping the names of those individuals um, anonymous so that uh, that didn't come back to hurt them. Um, he did go viral in the first few days of the tournament when he wore a, um, a black shirt that had a soccer ball on it and then was surrounded by rainbow colors in support of LGBTQ rights in Qatar, which have been curtailed both generally in the country and then specifically in um, during the tournament as well. He was detained for a, about 25 minutes for um, when wearing that shirt whilst trying to enter a stadium as a member of the press. He wrote about it. Other people had covered it as well. It should be pointed out that Grant's brother, Eric, who I mentioned earlier, is gay. Um, and in general, Qatar and Qatari officials have tamped down on LGBTQ insignia, symbolism, paraphernalia during this tournament. It's one of many things that Qatar has done differently, has had a, a bait and switch or not acted upon what they have promised to FIFA, to the international community, to the international football community um, ahead of concerns about this tournament, to say nothing of the corruption upon which they got the initial tournament or the, the deaths upon deaths upon suffering of migrant workers that have taken place in the country. Grant stood up for that. He is one of the journalists who did not uh, who did not shy away from that. Um, unlike Fox Soccer, unlike a lot of other people who just wanted to focus on the football and then maybe separately cover the atrocities and um, the human rights violations that were going on in Qatar. Grant covered it like someone at a major news outlet would cover other human rights abuses in a dictatorship that are covering something from a geopolitical perspective rather than a sporting perspective. For that, he is to be commended. For that, I think it's also plausible that he was a target. He mentioned earlier um, in the um, on a podcast in the first few days of Qatar, I think this was before the tournament actually kicked off, that you know he was a little bit paranoid, that he did feel because of what he had done on the non-sporting coverage side that, you know, he did have a little bit of a target on his back. Um, if it turns out that this is in any way connected to FIFA or to the Qatari government, as I said previously, um, they should be punished and sanctioned to the full extent of the law. Um, and I, I want to believe, I, I'm, I, I really, really hope that is not the case, because if that is, then um, I think all of these proverbial chickens are going to have to come home to roost that are going to take years to get sorted out with Qatar, and FIFA's going to have to bring the hammer down. And if FIFA doesn't act upon this, then we will have reached the equivalent to 
um, the United States government not taking action after the mass shooting at Sandy Hook in Connecticut. We'll have reached the point where if we can't act upon that, then I'm not sure that we ever will. And if we don't act on this, if, um, you know, if an American journalist covering the issues in this tournament turned out to be, um, you know, effectively assassinated by the governmental regime that was, um, you know, that was hosting the tournament, that was engaging in those human rights violations, and FIFA doesn't engage in massive change that, you know, massively changes how we think about what a host country looks like, what they're supposed to look like from a geopolitical standpoint, and how they're supposed to act upon winning a tournament and then hosting a tournament, then... Um, there's no going back for FIFA for me from a, a moral high ground standpoint. And in that regard, um, Grant's blood will be on FIFA's hands. And FIFA's hands very clearly are stuffed full with clean and dirty Qatari money. I want to focus on what Grant also did beyond simply covering the United States men's national team. He covered MLS on the regular. He covered the 1994 World Cup. And I might have this stat wrong. I think he's covered every single World Cup men's and women's since 1994. He was at Sports Illustrated for the better part of two decades. And he was dismissed from that role there in 2020 when he stood up against uh, pay cuts during the pandemic. Um, He challenged human rights abusers in Qatar, as I mentioned earlier, and he ran to unseat FIFA's president after learning about what that process would look like and then tried to actually engage in that in order to oversee change. He thoroughly looked at the um, bylaws and the inner workings and machinations of U.S. soccer and then similarly looked and thought about how that could change, How what could that look differently. Um, he talked about that with people on the inside who were trying to be a part of that change. He talked about that with people who were trying to maintain what was ultimately a broken system within the USSF. And he reported on all of those things. He was a champion of the women's game. He is the, he's probably the first full-time soccer journalist in the United States, and he covered and treated the women's game with the level of seriousness, uh, ferocity, and quality that he covered the men's game as well. He did not treat the women's game as lesser. He did not treat the women's game as an easy way to get clicks every four years off of feminist Twitter or off of people that were simply hyped about a major tournament or hyped about the U.S. women's national team. He is a massive part of that. He did independent podcast series about Freddie Adu and his career and how that thing went about and is one of the few journalists who's gotten Freddie to speak openly and honestly about his experiences, what went wrong, and maybe ways in which he was treated unfairly by the people around him, by Major League Soccer. Um and the greater and the greater soccer community. He did a podcast series about the 1991 women's national team that are often a footnote predecessor to the 99ers who won the World Cup at the Rose Bowl in penalties. Um, he covered the women's game seriously. Um, and I think for that, he's to be commended as much as he is a massive part of why American soccer is where it is. I think overall, the U.S. national, the U.S. men's national team, because of where the men's game is internationally, would be in a very similar place. I don't know that the women's game and the coverage around it would be where it is today because of his coverage and because of what he did to try and elevate female voices within journalism and the sport in general, and to elevate those who are looking to work in covering and working around the 
women's game. Grant was a good human being. He was a good husband. He was a fantastic journalist. I am a better journalist having read his work, having listened to his podcasting, the way that he interviewed, the way that he went about trying to get information. He was the everyman's soccer writer. He wasn't super tactically astute. He broke news at times, but was not a big news guy, but he wrote in a way that everybody could understand, were not patronized. At the same time, he was well-informed, he was well-educated, and he made it easier and more fun to be interested in the support. Um, and as someone who can't say that he has a personal relationship, all I can say is that I will miss his content, given what I just said about how good and how um, you know important it was in American soccer, how big it was in American soccer. And I'll miss the fact that um, I never got to meet him, given what so many people have said about what it was like interacting with him. So that's it for me. Rest in peace, Grant. Rest in power. Um, I'm not sure when we're going to be podcasting next, folks, um, given the state of the World Cup. Um, you know, I, uh, my appetite and my mood for it has unfortunately been spoiled. I think it will be a France-Argentina final, and I think France will um, repeat as champions, if you ask me personally. Um, personally, I'm rooting, I'm rooting mostly for Messi at this point, but um, I think no matter what, I think I'll be rooting for Messi or Modric in the final against France, and if somehow Morocco is able to pull off another massive upset on paper, then absolutely I'll be rooting for Morocco to shock the world and um, you know be the first non-traditional power to uh, win the World Cup. So I'm not sure when we'll be podcasting next. If you're still interested in our content, you know, head on over to lastwordonsports.com/backslash/football, who are our sister site that are um, hosting all of our content. Uh, CONCACAF related or otherwise. Um, and if we don't, if I don't hear from you or if you don't hear from me um, and us, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, and we will see you in 2023. Rest in power, Grant Wall. Okay, so um, I just wanted to say first and foremost that the loss of Grant is such a huge and profound loss to our little small but mighty soccer community. Um, I knew Grant in a number of different ways from being a member of the MLS or I'm sorry, the North American Soccer Reporters, the NWSL Media Association. Um, and of course, just being a soccer reporter in such a s small space. Um, First, I'm just so sorry and so awful and just sending all my prayers and condolences to Celine and, and all the Wall family. It's just a tragic loss for them, for, for all of us, too, because we all we all knew Grant in some form of, of capacity. Um, I just wanted to share how the first time I met Grant Wall and the impact that he had on me. Um, so I met Grant in 2019 at the NWSL Championship in North Carolina between North Carolina and Chicago. Um, and it was crazy because it was my first final. It was, you know, only I think my, my third NWSL game. And I was still kind of new to the whole scene and to the new crowd. Um, and yes, soccer reporting is a small community, but women's soccer reporting is an even smaller community. So Grant was talking with my boss, Jeff Kasuf over at Equalizer, um, and my coworker and friend, Dan LaLetta. Um, and they, they had all known each other for a number of years. And 
I went over and Jeff, uh, Jeff wanted to talk to me because I was working there for Equalizer and I was just kind of standing there as they talked and I finally leaned over. Um, and I said, I said to Jeff, um, please, please, please introduce me. Cause of course being a soccer reporter, Grant Wall was like the epitome of what you wanted to be. Um, and I just was completely starstruck. So I asked Jeff to introduce me and Jeff did, um, and Grant was so nice and warm and just so, you know, considerate. And the time that I spent just talking to him was, was so valuable. I remember telling him that I covered both MLS and the NWSL, U.S. men's, U.S. women's national team. And he just he just smiled and said, yeah, there aren't too many of us, so stick around. Um, Grant said he was always available. You know, his DMs were always open. And then, you know, I left after talking to him briefly and next thing you know, he follows me back and he reaches out and says how it was nice to to meet me and everything. Um, he was one of the first people uh, to, to reach out whenever I wrote publicly on Twitter that my brother had passed away. Um, and not only did he, you know, reply to the tweet, but he also DM'd me and, and asked if there was anything that he um, and his wife, Dr. Celine, could do. Um, and that kindness was certainly never lost on me. So Grant Wall was just, he was such a massive, massive giant and titan in our sport. His reporting is going to be missed. His presence is going to be missed. And I just hope that his wife and his family can can find answers and and find peace because I know it's going to be hard so uh, I just wanted to share my two cents